Hi, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Jonathan Davis, and this is Worm Jelly, the only podcast in Shaman China, as far as I can fucking tell. This week, we got a mailbag. Uh, I'm going to read some letters that people have sent to me. They can ask for advice, or they can just tell me a funny story about themselves. I like connecting with all of my fans, so let's just get to it here. Uh, Let's see. Ryan from Lake Tahoe writes, Dear Ben, How come whenever I try to tell my girlfriend I don't want to go to Pottery Barn, she says I deserve to have my dick cut off and never heard from again? Please help. Well, Ryan, uh, I can tell you that I've never been to a Pottery Barn. I've heard a lot of stories about Pottery Barn. doesn't sound like a place I want to go. But I can also tell you that uh, my girlfriend likes to go to a lot of stupid places and buy a lot of stupid shit. I hate going because I'm claustrophobic and a lot of these places are have like really narrow aisles and they're just crammed with shit. And there's a lot of, you know, uh, women of all ages, just, just needling around looking at every little last thing on the shelf that they'll never even need ever. And she'll either buy a bunch of shit or she'll look for an hour and won't buy any shit. But here's, here's the secret is you got to go to pottery barn at least once right? You go to Pottery Barn at least once, let her buy a bunch of shit. She's not going to use any of that shit, Ryan. She's not going to use, she's not going to open one box of shit that she buys. What she's going to do is she's going to leave it on the counter or she's going to put it on a, on a shelf in a closet somewhere and never use it. So the next time, like you do it once, you get it out of the way, you get it out of the, out of her system. That way she won't ask you for a while. She'll probably ask you like a month later, Hey, let's go to Pottery Barn. I got the day off. And you can just open that closet door like me and be like, what the fuck is all this shit then, huh? I'm sure your girlfriend's name is like Jacinda. You can be like, hey, Jacinda, what the fuck is all this? We got shower curtains. We got net. We got decorative napkins. We got, uh, we got, uh, uh, jacket hooks. We got Hello Kitty staplers. We got just hundreds of paper clips with your face on them. We're never going to use any of this. And you want me to go back to fucking Pottery Barn. And you might go because it's like once a month. What's the big fucking deal? If you're averaging, if you're averaging one Pottery Barn trip per month, that's not so bad. And if that's if that's her biggest problem with you, then look, I just I just solved your entire relationship. So, Ryan, go to Pottery Barn. All right, let her let her make her own bed, and then smother her with the pillow that is the bag of shit she'll buy and never use. Uh, next we got. Lacey from Humper's Point, she writes, Dear Ben, why is it that whenever I want to have sex in the morning, my husband refuses? He never gives an answer, really. He just says he's late for work and needs to have his bowl of corn pops before he goes. Please help. Well, Lacey, uh, I'm going to be honest with you. Your husband is probably uh, hiding a very shameful secret from you. It's probably not what you think it is. I'm going to tell you what it probably is little locker room talk for you. A little something between fellas I shouldn't be telling everybody, but your man, your man, let's just imagine your man's name is uh, Greg. I'm going to tell you something about Greg. Greg's rocking two dicks, okay? Not a man alive that doesn't want to roll over and get a little poke on in the morning unless he's got two dicks and he's ashamed of it. It's a thing. A lot of guys have two dicks. You never know it, you know, because you can tuck one back. Depends on where the other dick is, really. If it's one that you can tuck back into yourself, you're fine. Um, A lot of guys only have two dicks 
in the light of the morning sun and then in the beautiful glow of the midnight moon, one of those dicks disappears and he's able to have, you know, a healthy sexual relationship with you. It's very, it's, you know, very spiritual. It's a, he's connected to the earth in a way that you'll never understand, Lacey. So really you should get off his ass about it. And, you know, maybe if you had his corn pops waiting for him, he wouldn't have to rush. Maybe if you just did your fucking job, because it sounds like you don't have a fucking job. Sounds like Greg's got to wake up early to support your ass. Uh, you know, you probably work at Pottery Barn part time just just for the fucking discount. And he's all he all he ever wants is his fucking bowl of corn pops. And you can't even do that right. So there you go, Lacey. Um, we got Agatha from the old country. She writes, dear Ben, where I'm from. A man should have a proper job, like chopping rocks and stabbing alligators. I find it disheartening that so many young men these days are choosing to move into the city and avoid having good man jobs. Please tell me you agree. Love, Agatha. Well, Agatha, I'll tell you this. Uh, I grew up digging ditches from the age of 8 until 28. So that's a good solid 20 years of digging ditches. It was required where I'm from because they got rid of the... You know, like we don't have to, there's no uh, conscription. Is that, is that it? My producer's telling me he hasn't, he's not real. Uh, you know, since our military is completely voluntary, uh, we, in my state of Oklahoma, we were always uh, required to dig ditches for 20 years to prove that you're a man. Now you could get out of that if you had money. You know, if you're from an old oil family, you didn't have to dig ditches or uh, if you made really good grades, you didn't have to dig ditches. In fact, if you, you know, if you're like some fucking, uh, you know, uptight, straight edge asshole who never even committed armed robbery, even then you could get out of digging ditches. I dug so many ditches and all I ever did was make bad grades, steal a car and made fun of a fat kid one time. But I only got in trouble because I was fat and the teacher was like, that's not fair, Ben, you're also fat. Like, yeah, well, you know, I'm not digging ditches. And then jokes on me, eighth birthday out there digging ditches. A lot of, a lot happened in my life before I turned eight. But what I'm saying to you, Agatha, is you're right. Men should do manly, good, good man jobs, right? The next time I meet a man who spends all day, you know, tickety typing on his fucking keyboard, um, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna fucking spit in his face, maybe spit in his mouth a little bit. Let him know that, you know, hey, I'm into all kinds of shit, but I'm not into you not having a good man job, you know. I personally, I have to get into all my man jobs on the weekend, right? Because Monday through Friday, I'm I'm a tickety-typing son of a bitch. It's just the way it's got to be. I'm an artist, Agatha. And then on the weekends, I got to go up here on this mountain that I live next to. I live adjacent to a mountain. I climb the mountain, and I've got special chopping rocks that I chop on. Uh, with my axe, and then I don't have alligators where I live. I have uh, derelict, uh, vagabond, homeless people, um, always in, you know, great supply. And you can stab them up. Sometimes they come back for more next weekend. They're pretty tough, honestly. So, what I'm saying is, you're you're totally right. And uh, to all the men out there, you know, you either get chopping or you get stabbing, or you don't. You're not a real man. Okay? Thanks, Agatha. 
Uh, we got one more. Looks like it's uh, Gerald from Teppanyaki, Louisiana. And he writes, Dear Ben, if you put a little milk or cream in your scrambled eggs, they come out pretty fluffy. I like them better when they're fluffy. Do you know any cool cooking tricks? Love, Gerald. Gerald, I do. I know that uh, if you put cherry tomatoes in boiling water, you can take the skin off, and then you can mash those tomatoes and make a really good sauce. Make your own tomato sauce. There's no joke there. That's just, that's just a good tip. I know that uh, if you put a little brown sugar in with your bread mix, it'll taste much better. You can put brown sugar into a uh, pizza dough mix, and it's the best goddamn pizza dough you'll ever have. And uh, what else? What else do I do? Sometimes I put salt on my food, and it makes it pretty good. I mean, not a lot of people do that anymore. Yeah, you can put salt on, like, anything. It's crazy. You put salt on a carrot, and it tastes like two carrots in one carrot. It brings out the flavor. My mom used to sit around on the couch and eat lemons with salt on them. I feel like... I feel like that's something a villain from an old children's book would do, you know, like an old British children's novel where an orphan boy goes to live with his rotten aunts and uncles and the ants wear moo-moos on the couch all day and eat lemons and, you know, bite the head off mice. Like that's what my mom did, I guess, you know, real James and the giant peach style fucking chomping on sour shit and rats just hating kids, you know, I was out there eight years old digging ditches and my mom's just sitting on the couch all morning, you know, chomping on lemons with salt, eating rat heads. So Gerald, wherever you're at, uh, yeah, make that tomato sauce. It's really good. Oh, we got one more. Look at here. Uh, this one's, oh boy. This one's from Chili Montoya out of Grand Rapids, Romania. He writes, dear Ben, when I am driving on the highway, I like to imagine I'm being chased by something. Sometimes I imagine the cops. Other times I imagine it's those Agent Smith guys from the Matrix. The other night I fucked up and got drunk before driving home. Then imagined an enormous world-devouring serpent chasing me down a deserted highway. I made it home safe, but fuck that was really scary. Signed, Chili. Chili, um, I feel like you're doing it right. I can't really condone the drinking and driving uh, publicly, but if you and I were sitting here having a candid conversation over, you know, a couple of glasses of cooking sherry, I would tell you that getting getting just a little bit drunk and driving down a deserted highway and imagining a giant dragon chasing you home is one of one of life's only true joys. You, I mean, it doesn't really get much better than that because you can't. You can't find a giant dragon to do that for you. There's not a lot of, there's, there's not like an industry for that. There's no market. You can't pay somebody to produce a giant dragon to chase you home in your car. So you got to get a little drunk to imagine, to really trick your brain into thinking some giant monsters chasing you down the highway. And I, and you know, like I said, I, I would never actually condone driving drunk. But if you were here in front of me, things might be different. That's why you got on the record and off the record, right? You know, like in the movies, when someone's having like a conversation with a journalist or the police, 
It's very serious. All they got to say is, can we speak off the record? And then it's off the record. Then nobody's ever going to know what you say. It's crazy how, like, you know, society works like that. Like, just the other day, I was in the immigration office talking to this lady. Um, you know, she was speaking Chinese, and I was speaking the Chinese that I know. We were having a really hard time uh, figuring out my problem. And then I remembered you know, off the record. So I said, Hey, look, listen, off the record, you don't have to speak Chinese. We can just do this, you know, man to woman. You don't have to, we don't have to use Chinese. And she was like, I don't speak English. I'm like, no, yeah, but come on off the record. Just fucking drop the act. Okay. We all know you understand what I'm saying, right? You're wearing the uniform. You're in this office. Just fucking relax. Just be a person for once. Let me stay in your fucking country. I'm paying the money. I, I took a taxi all the way here, you know, I waited in line. There wasn't a line. It was pretty empty. It's kind of creepy to be honest. We talked about that, you know, just off the record, get a little drunk, deserted highway off the record on the record. No, never, ever, ever do that. Um, no, you should never do that. I did that a lot. I lived pretty, I lived a few blocks away from the bars that I frequented as a younger man. And I made a lot of stupid choices, never got caught, never hurt anybody, never did, never, no bad ever came of it, but it doesn't mean, you know, that it would never happen. Of course, plenty of people wreck their cars sober. So I don't know. I don't think any of the people that drove cars or trucks or vans into crowds of people as terrorist acts were drunk. Never do that when you're drunk. But again, Never drive drunk. I'm just saying. It would be pretty cool to hire a special effects team to, you know, get a dragon chasing you down the highway. I feel like there should, okay, like what if you just did a little micro dose and you just just did a little bit more than a micro on your dose and you let somebody drive your truck while you thought something was chasing you down the highway. I just, you know, I feel like there should be like more of a market for people that want to live scenes in movies. That's all I'm saying. Don't get drunk and drive. Don't get drunk at all. Being drunk sucks. Being drunk absolutely sucks. Actually, not everyone's going to tell you that. A lot of people want you to be drunk. So you just keep feeding on all that negative news. You know, the news cycle, it only, it only flips. It only cycles through if you're drinking, you know, getting drunk, getting up, hungover, now you're sober, whole new news story. That's how it works. They just want you to get drunk. Don't get drunk. Stop the cycle. None of this would be happening if everybody just got sober. It's like Tool said, you know, why can't we all just be born in October? It's really good song from a pretty good band. They're a fine band. I don't give a shit about Tool. Uh, before I go, I would like to say uh, thank you to everybody that helped me move a bunch of chairs today. You didn't have to help me, but you did. I'd like to b give a huge shout out to uh, this guy whose name I can't pronounce. It's a Chinese feller. Um, I can't. Pr it's it's not that I don't know his name, and it's not that I can't speak Chinese. It's just that I don't think he had all of his teeth, and when he tried to tell me, I could not for the life of me understand a fucking word he said. But he was really nice, and he charged a very fair price to haul those chairs across the city. So if anybody that is living in Shaman would like to move anything of considerable size, let me know and I'll send you his uh, contact card. He did a great job. Very nice man. Also, 
Uh, my birthday is coming up pretty soon, I think. Nope. Nope. Got about four more months. Actually, oh, it's Cade's birthday. Holy shit, it's Cade's birthday. Today. I gotta go. Uh, this was only 16 minutes. That's 16 minutes you'll never get back. Thanks.